All right. Hello, mamas. We are here today. Welcome to the Dear Mama, You're Going to Find Your Joy Again podcast. I am here today chatting with the amazing Angelique MacArthur, who I had the opportunity to meet in a branding class, an amazing branding class. And we got chatting and she has started her own business and it is called the Adulthood Edit. And I was like, you know, why don't you just come like chat on the podcast? Because I feel like what you're telling me really could resonate with moms. And so I'm going to let you just tell us a little bit about what you do, what it is, who you help, and kind of go from there. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, Erin. Honestly, yeah. it means a lot. And what we connected in that branding class, I instantly knew. I said, I was like, we need to do something together. We need mm -hmm. to collab in some way. And I'm so glad that you shared your podcast with me. It's incredible. And so I'm excited mm -hmm. to be here. And uh serve your audience uh, today with you. But the Adulthood Edit um, is a brand that serves millennial and Gen Z women. Really the focus of the brand is to help these women feel confident in adulthood. And really what that looks like is helping them to get connected and to communicate better with the areas of their life that matter most. So communication mm -hmm. and connection is not just with people, mm -hmm. it's also how you interact with your finances, with your career or your business, right. um, with your health. Uh, so there's so many areas that matter most. And I just found that a lot of women can get um, bogged down by mm -hmm. that transition into adulthood and suddenly having kind of all these new roles that they're casted into. Um, and really, so it's a safe space that's just really there to provide them with quality uh, and value to help them build up whatever area of their life they feel needs connection and communication with most in it right now in adulthood. So, That's yeah. awesome. Yes. I feel like we were chatting at the last time we talked about how we always see as a mom and as women, you do play all these roles. And then once you come into adulthood, you know, you have different hats that you're wearing. And so you tend to get very busy and you always feel like you have to be busy or you struggle with for myself, I'm speaking for myself, I struggle with um, being okay with sitting still, mm -hmm. being okay with not having a lot of stuff on my plate. And and how do you, how does that play into what you do and how you help? I mean, do you see that a lot when you start talking with women and they're just like, this is what my schedule looks like on a weekly basis. And you're like, oh, okay, let's, <laughs> how stressed yeah. out are you right now? Absolutely. And, you know, I think time is something that uh, North Americans in particular have a very, um, sometimes it feels destructive, a very destructive relationship with time because we kind of were raised in a community and society that overall believes that being busy is mm -hmm. the, is good. Yes. And so when you don't, maybe even if you're feeling burnt out, people still feel guilty for feeling burnt out yes. and they feel like, well, maybe if I just rearrange the schedule mm -hmm. that it'll be better, but they don't believe in just having space in their schedule to do nothing and right. have that be an actual activity. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do see that a lot, a lot of women trying to, um, express themselves through achievement and yeah. really that achievement, they may not say that directly, but it's kind of a compensation for how they feel worthy. Right. Yes. Especially, oh right. Like, especially as women today in a society where we really can do so much, you know, mm -hmm. 100 years, 200 years ago, even 50 years ago may not have been the same. 
But women today, you know, you can start your own business. You can Mm -hmm. be a mom. You know, you can be in your community. You can do so many things. And sometimes that can become stressful rather Mm -hmm. than something that feels like it's exciting or something that you feel empowered by. It can actually take away your power when you're not really using your time in a way that allows for balance with downtime and actually mm-hmm. doing things that are productive in a busy sense. Right. I feel that that's so interesting to go back to how you said you create that downtime in your schedule. You create that. And it's like, well, shouldn't we be okay? You feel guilty for that. And it's like, um, we shouldn't feel guilty for that because you just naturally as a human need that downtime to reset and reflect and just be able to I feel like almost, I mean, for me, it's just a time to like rewire my brain. So I'm not feeling like I constantly have thoughts going through my brain. But it's funny that you said that it's just creating that space. You feel guilty for it. It's like we've been programmed to really feel like you have to be busy. And if you don't, you feel guilty. Absolutely. And, you know, whether like for me, I'm a Christian and I, you know, the Bible talks about God on the seventh day, he rested. Right. I don't like, you know, forget that. Yes, you create, you create, you create. And right. obviously God's like, okay, I'm creating, I'm creating, I'm creating. But on the seventh day, I rest. That's yes. what the Sabbath was also for, right? I love that. And so, and whether you're Christian or of another faith or you don't believe, mm-hmm. there's so many examples of where rest mm-hmm. is actually a part of rejuvenating yourself in order yes. to be your best, which means you're productive. Mm-hmm. So when you neglect that because you think, well, if I just sneak in a little bit more here, then I'll get so much more done. <laughs> yes. The reality is you also have to look at the quality of what you're doing mm-hmm. with your time. Sure, you can spend the time and you're like, okay, I, I put up another post or I did something else. Like, But what is the quality of that? Right. Like, if it's just like, okay, did it, it's not really your best and you're just putting it out there to put it out there. Right. then that's not necessarily productive either. So you really have to say, maybe the downtime would have been more productive for you right. rather than trying to just go, 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 you know? Do you have, so when you work with women specifically mm-hmm. and you're seeing that their schedules are so crazy and they're trying to, how did you put it? They're trying to just rearrange the schedule so yep. that they can not necessarily maybe squeeze more in, but just have more time for certain things. Yeah. You know, what is your advice to them when you're like, okay, you're just rearranging your schedule. (laughs) You're not taking anything off. You're not, you know, you're not saying no to anything. You're just rearranging. (laughs) Yeah. I think my biggest sense in in when I feel that for people is I can feel that there's this underlying current of like Mm -hmm. having to prove themselves for something. Okay. And so I then ask like, what about these activities makes Mm -hmm. you feel that they're necessary? Because the reality is there's 10 million things you could do, but you're choosing these things and you feel so strongly that Mm -hmm. they're necessary, right? It's the same thing if you're building a business, like, you know, people will tell you different strategies, right? Mm -hmm. Post three times a day here, you know, make a funnel for this. And some people will say, okay, this person has said this, so this is the hill I'm dying on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when you have these activities that you're just rearranging, it's like, why are you dying? Like, why are you dying on this hill? Right. Why is this so important to you? And a lot of times people, when they ask themselves those questions, they'll then be like, it's because 
you know, my mom said that that was important when I was a kid yes. so, or, or growing up. That was just what I did. But it's like, right. but you're not a teen anymore. Mm -hmm. You're not like majority of women that I work with are 25 and up. So it's like, you're okay. not even in your early twenties. Okay. You're right. So, so that version of you, you're now carrying into adulthood and not even mm -hmm. questioning why. Right. Right. Like, maybe you don't even like to do that thing, but you, and it's, and it's not necessarily that it's something you have to do, but you just do it because you're like, I always have done it this way, or that's what's expected of me. Right. You know, right. Saying, that's what's expected of me. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just like, uh, well, like, you know, that's what I was raised to do. And just, you mm -hmm. know, and that's just, but it's like, what ideas are your own? Mm -hmm. And what ideas are you just taking because that's what you were told? And there's nothing wrong with that if that is something you firmly actually believe for yourself. Right, but right. As you get older, when your time, you know, when you're a teen, the reality is you think that you're busy, but. Right. <laughs> Let's be honest. You're really not. You're really not busy. Okay. Right. Like, and then you become an adult, and then you know, mm -hmm. if you're 25 and say you just left school, mm -hmm. then you start a new job, and you're like, okay, I gotta pay my bills. I gotta make time for family and friends. I gotta right. work out and take care of myself. And and so, this is a new life for you. Yeah. It is not just a. It feels like life just continues, but it's really a new phase for you. Yeah, you get to establish new rules for yourself, including your time. And so I just ask them, like, you know, really assess why that matters to you. And mm -hmm. if there's a better way, you're peeling back the onion, it's peeling yeah. back the layers and yeah. that what you said about just the proving of the self. Mm -hmm. I just I can't tell you how many moms I I feel like maybe don't verbalize it, but you can hear it when they're talking and they're saying it's almost like you have to prove like for myself, I'm a stay at home mom. I have to prove that being a stay at home mom is worthy, uh, that it is uh, worth my time, that it is worth the fact that I left my career mm -hmm. to be a stay at home mom to take care of my little people. Or, you know, if it's a working mom, she feels that she has to prove to people and validate that she is spending her time at work or she is spending her time doing this stuff. So I think it's really funny that you're just saying that, you know, the women that you're working with, it's almost like they have to prove or you know, validate that this is why they're doing what they're doing. And it's, right. I feel like that's a little frustrating that we are all kind of programmed to think that way, that oh, we yeah. have to validate, you know, especially too, if you want to take a rest, you have to validate why you took that rest. Like for me, I, I'm trying to work my way out of this, but like if there's, you know, dishes in the sink or mm -hmm. there's laundry and there's other stuff that I need to do. And I'm like, I'm just going to do two more loads of laundry and then I can sit down and rest. Yeah. And it's like, why do you feel that way? And so if you see that in women as moms, once you've kind mm -hmm. of figured out, you know, okay, this is the reason why you're feeling like you have to obviously do all these things. Mm -hmm. What's like your best advice to them to say, let's maybe do you take something off your plate? Do you kind of figure out really what is necessary? Yeah. Like figuring out what, what is necessary is the most important part because you're going to probably find that the majority of things you're doing mm -hmm. are not necessary, especially in that moment when you feel like, like you said, if I just do two more loads of laundry, then I can rest. <laughs> but right. it's like, what would really, what's the worst case scenario if the two loads didn't get done? They just sit and, there. <laughs> exactly. And so if they sit there, 
and that makes you feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. why does that make you feel uncomfortable? Oh man, see, that's digging. You're digging deep in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh right. man. Right, but 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 like this is what I mean, right? Just in right. the sense of like yes. we could easily fill our time and it, mm-hmm. and it and it and ensure we can do these things on the side in the nooks and crannies of the day. But if your body mm-hmm. is telling you, just like let us just let's just sit down for a second right. and just maybe read or do nothing, literally mm-hmm. do nothing then that is your body telling you that for a reason. Right. And we're very quick to say, like, I can do it all, especially mm-hmm. as women. I can do it all. Like, don't yeah. worry. I don't need help. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I don't, need, I, got I, it. I don't need anything. I got this. But the reality is your body needs to rejuvenate itself. And so mm-hmm. what I would only ask people is when they're doing this is like, take away something that you feel is so important. Mm-hmm. take it away for even like a few days if it's not like I would say a week but if you're like I can't like even try two or three days mm-hmm. and tell me how that, that made you feel what came up for you when you were going to do it but mm-hmm. you stopped what were the thoughts you were thinking the feelings that came up like what is that because that is what's creating your time mm-hmm. this is what you're doing with your time and if you're running on a program that's not serving you then it's time to change that because you are no less of a mom if mm-hmm. there's two loads of laundry left to do. Yes. And nobody would yes. <laughs> yeah. And nobody would come to you and say that. that you right. So it's right. you that's internalizing, like maybe if I don't do this, then it looks like maybe I don't have a clean house. And if I don't mm-hmm. have a clean house, it looks like I don't take care of my family. Right. right. If it looks like I don't take care of my family, then I'm not <laughs> worthy enough. And then you go spiral. Family. Right. And it's a whole thing. But the reality is, are those thoughts true? Mm -hmm. So often we believe these thoughts aren't even true. Like if I don't do the laundry today, am I a bad person? No. Like, Am I a less than of a mom or a woman? Not at all. Mm -hmm. So it's really just like nipping those things in the bud and being like, this is not true. Mm -hmm. And recognizing where that's kind of wreaking havoc for you in your schedule and time. Because- it is actually okay to to schedule in time to do nothing. Sometimes you have to do that. It's like maybe you just have to put in your schedule that I don't yes. do anything at this point. And I think it's that also, is. <laughs> yeah, and it's also important to get your family on board too because mm-hmm. if if you're trying this and you're like, I don't know, between one and two, I'm just going to have me time. I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to anybody unless it's an emergency. <laughs> they don't know that. Right. right. So they'll right. continue to, to ask and to be like, hey, mm-hmm. like, so it's just as important for you as well as your family because you get that time to then be your best self. Right. And it also then shows shows your family how to do that for themselves. Right. You know, well, especially that's if you're raising little women, it's yes. like you want them to feel like they can say, you know, when they're married and have kids, like, I just mm-hmm. need me time and I don't even need to explain it. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is so you like, as we're trying to figure this out to create that time, you know, how is it impacting our kids? What are they seeing? And there I'm noticing just we had chatted about this earlier is that we're seeing a lot of parents who and there is no judgment on anybody. Your schedule works for you. You do what you feel is best, but we're noticing that the kids, even starting at a very young age from even five-year-olds, I'm like, holy cow, like I'm exhausted just listening to you. Um, There's a lot of just 
extracurricular activities, I feel like, as far as, um, you know, just other stuff that's going on that almost seems to take away from that family time Mm -hmm. and also takes away from, you know, teaching the kids that we can work hard. And if we truly love something, yes, you know, it's your passion, you do it. But also knowing that we don't have to be so busy all the time and teaching your kids and what what impact does that have? Because I think, you know, you're kind of backing it up with what you're saying with what you see with women that come in is that they feel guilty. They have they have to be busy. They feel bad about making space for themselves. But for young kids, it's also what are we teaching them? Mm -hmm. You know, you it's soccer games and band practice and now we have taekwondo and we have and it's i i am one because my kids are little now and they're so close together in age i was like i am not doing any extracurricular until my kids are i mean my oldest is seven right now and we've just started doing like two days a week and that for us as a family i feel Mm -hmm. like is a lot for me because as women i'm not saying this is every family but we are the primary ones that taxi them. We make sure they have all their stuff washed. We get everything together. So I feel like that would be a question is, you know, what advice you give them when they're thinking about if they are moms, how can they teach their kids? This is how you, you know, you don't overload your plate or you want to take space for yourself. Does it mean saying no to things? Does Mm -hmm. it mean kind of picking what your passion is in that sort of thing or you know, how do they asking the kids, like, how do you feel about it? That's spot on, like, engage them, because they're going to tell you that they want to try everything because their Mm -hmm. friend is also trying everything. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's the truth. They just see that. It's the same thing as when they see you, like, however you're showing up, that's just what they learn. So if they're at school, and Sally, their friend, is like, I do three things. Right. They're going to be like, well, I want to do three things. And she makes it sound fun, right? Because right. maybe that's great for her and her family. Mm-hmm. But it's really easy for kids. They they are sponges, right? Yes. They're just, that's how they learn. Their friends say something. They say something. Mm-hmm. They do something. It's the same thing. So ask them why they really want to do it. Mm, I love that. You you want to do baseball and you want to do soccer and you want to do hockey. Tell me why you want to do each sport. What is it about baseball that interests you? Mm -hmm. What is it about soccer? Okay. If you had to choose one, which would be your number one choice? Right. And just let them know that it's okay that if they try it and they say later on, I don't really like it, that it's okay to say, okay, well, now instead of hockey, would you like to try baseball? But not that we have to do all three at the same time. Right. Right. And so just engaging them more also gives Mm -hmm. them the skills to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like rather than just, I don't know, I saw my friend do it. Right. Right. Which is also a a thing that you even hear teenagers (laughs) say, like, why did you do that? I don't know. Like they were doing it. All my friends are doing it. (laughs) Exactly. But you want them to learn to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I find that for many um, parents in general, this is not every single person, but there has been an increase in helicopter parenting mm-hmm. and in the idea that like, they have to like be like, they have to be there for them, do everything for them because yes. they don't want them to get hurt or feel the pain of the world. But it's like, that's not setting them up for success mm-hmm. because there is going to be a day when they're going to be on their own mm-hmm. and you want them to have the skills to think critically without right. having to be there. So right. 
that starts even with just asking them what they want to do. Right. I love that. Yeah. And then when you are like, I want downtime, explain Mm -hmm. that for them. Mommy is a person. And just like you, and sometimes you get tired, sometimes she gets tired too. And you Mm -hmm. know, when you like to go to you play your with your toys or when you like to have your quiet time, it's exactly the same for mommy. Mm -hmm. So nothing to even have to like justify. Right. Just make it a normal thing. Like mm-hmm. it's just this is how our family operates. And when everybody right. needs their own time, that's respected. And unless yes. it's an emergency, then I'm gonna let you play on your own, or I'm gonna let you do what you want to do. Like, you mm-hmm. know, um, or if we're in the same room, you can play quietly over there and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be over here. And and we can start a timer. And so if they're because kids get antsy and they think oh, after yes. 10 years, it's been like 10 years. <laughs> So then say, we'll put up a timer mm-hmm. and when that clock goes off, then you and I will get back together. And hey, I'm going to have to try that because I'm just being very honest is mm-hmm. that because I'm home with my kids all day, right. and they, I have to have them do a quiet time because my littlest one doesn't nap. And then the older two, either my five-year-old, if he's really, really tired, I'll be like, yeah. you can take a nap. And my oldest will do quiet time. Yeah. I am struggling. Like mm-hmm. this week, we are struggling because- she wants to be out there with me and she wants to be. And I know some of that is just spending time with me, getting sure. me alone. For, so I understand that. But I also am really trying to explain to her, mommy needs her alone time. Mommy mm. needs her quiet time because yeah. I need to recharge so that I can just get some things done too for when sure. you guys aren't around here so that when you guys come out, I can spend time with you. I'm not distracted. And that makes mommy a little bit less, you know, uh, not crazy, crazy, like grumpy, <laughs> but Just at ease. yeah. Just at ease. And in the moment. Yeah. And she it. also said to me the other night and I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah. she was giving me a little bit of attitude. Mm-hmm. And I said something, I can't even remember what we were talking about. I said, Oh, cause she wanted to watch a show. And I ah. said, no, we're not watching shows. Mm-hmm. We're not, we don't do that right now. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, why do you get to stay up at night and watch whatever you want to watch? And you mm-hmm. get to, you get to sit down all the time. And I looked at her and I said, when have you ever seen mommy sit down mm-hmm. during the day? And she goes, I've seen you sit down and you watch TV. And I said, probably the three times that I'm thinking you saw me sit down, I didn't feel good. So I literally made myself sit down and I got thinking, why is it that she doesn't ever see me sit down? Because I'm always working. I'm always doing something. And again, to just like bring it back to that, I'm teaching her that you always have to be busy. I always have to be doing something. I'm not taking that time. And it kind of hit me because I knew we were going to chat and I'm like, okay, that, yeah. Okay. Now it's like clicking. It's making sense that I am teaching her that even though you want them to be able to say that, you know, I need rest. I don't want to do all this. Mm -hmm. And she also had mentioned, I don't know if I, I think it was you I was chatting with had said to me, I feel like I have something every day because we were busy. You know, every day we had something and for her, that's not always a normal thing because we've been pretty chill. And I said, if you don't want to do something, we can take something off your plate. Mm-hmm. You know, school is not an option as far right. as going and having your person like you. You can't take school, that away. No, no. Nice try. As far as, you know, because she does have like a tutor. So yeah. I'm like, you can't take that away. But, you know, the horse riding lessons and the gymnastics, if mm-hmm. you want to not do one of those, we can we cannot do it or you can do it every couple of weeks. You know, it's up to you. Yeah. And for her in her head, it was almost like, oh, 
okay, like we can do that. And I said, yes, you know, I'm not going to force you to do something that you don't want to do. And so, yeah, just coming back to that is teaching them that they have, they need to be able to make choices. They need to be able to, you know, learn as young kids that that is what you need to do. You need to make that time for yourself. And it's totally okay. Like I think maybe for a lot of parents, they feel there's obviously, you obviously have a deep love and attachment to your kids. Mm-hmm. And there's so, there's only so long that they're children, right? Right. And so there's that, there's a lot of that innocence that you want to protect. And I completely yes. understand that. But I think that it can be an, a gradual progression mm-hmm. in responsibility. Right. And that responsibility includes them choosing what they mm-hmm. want to do. Similar to maybe when they're younger toddlers even you ask them like do you want to play with this toy or this right toy? Okay? that's a choice right right and so that's a that's a beginner step for them making a choice and then yeah. maybe it moves into when they're now doing extracurriculars like okay you have you you mentioned three things mm-hmm. let's start with one see how you feel because like your daughter had said right mm-hmm. she was like it feels like we have something every day Right. So imagine if you if you really did have like four things to do, yeah. she would just be like, I am overwhelmed. Yeah. Right? Like she would maybe be acting out because she mm-hmm. doesn't know how to express that emotion. So yeah. it's allowing them to express their emotion, but letting them see that just the tantrum of something mm-hmm. not necessarily the answer. You're allowed to express your emotion, right. but we still have to make a decision. So mm-hmm. I want to include you rather than you just feeling like I'm telling you right. what to do all the time. So now you can help me. Let's talk about it together. And that eases it for you because then they also see that as they're growing up too, they can make their own, they can make decisions. They get to yeah. then think what is right, what is wrong mm-hmm. in a different capacity. And they also understand that mom and dad are going to ask my opinion because right. they care, Right. I think if one thing I find is that a lot of people always said that, like, I was never given an option. Like, I was never a voice, right? Like, so when you become an adult, you're like, I don't know my voice. Right. I never got to express that. I never got asked my opinion. Mm -hmm. And for me, I grew up in a Jamaican household. Okay. And notorious for, like, (laughs) the elders are the elders. And you don't talk back. And Mm -hmm. even if they're wrong, they're right. Right. my cousins and I always used to joke about this because we were like, it's so obvious that they're wrong. And even when they're wrong, they'll never say they're wrong. Or right. <laughs> so it was just like, okay. So we would always joke about that because it was like, well, it's pretty obvious that they're wrong, but they're never going to say it. But and as a kid, that's yeah. a horrible thing though, to feel exactly. like you're not heard or you don't actually, I exactly. mean, there's a respectful way to disagree and teaching them that, but that I feel like you never had a choice a in that. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a problem too, because then I would, I would be pent up anger. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, it would feel like it would be resentment. Yes. As okay. even in adulthood, because I struggled, I will say the reason why my whole business even came about was because when I turned 30, I felt a lot of anxiety because the mm-hmm. questions were changing. You know, right. when you're in your 20s, everybody's like, you're young, have fun. When you hit 30, especially as a woman, people are like, you getting married? Yeah, you are you kids? having babies? Yeah, what's what your are job? You still living at home? Like, yeah. what's going on here, right? And I felt overwhelmed because the questions mm-hmm. were suddenly so pointed when like, you, it felt like yesterday, everybody was like, oh, have fun. Yes. You got time. 
And um, I didn't know my voice. Mm -hmm. So when I became an adult, I struggled even in my marriage to speak up for myself. Yes. Because because I didn't know, especially in conflict, how to express myself because that wasn't a thing. It was like, just take it. And if you're upset, you can go deal with that on your own, but it's not going to be with the person that you're upset with. Right. My mom was great because she did allow me to have a voice, but we lived with my aunt as well. And she's Mm -hmm. very old school Jamaican. Like that's not No opinions. You have to. (laughs) No, 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 no. So it was hard for me because I came from two worlds. It felt Mm -hmm. like I had her, my aunt's strength of like, don't let people railroad you. Right. Then I had my mom's like, let's talk it out. And I never knew how to kind of come like to really marry those two. Mm -hmm. And that was a struggle. And I wish that if I was younger to have that ability to say when I was upset Mm -hmm. and have that conversation or have the ability to think for myself without having to be like, well, I want to do this, but I know I'm going to be told no. So it's nice to give those kids that option to say, let's have a conversation. And then when they're teens, they feel comfortable coming to you saying, I'm upset about this, or Mm -hmm. this is what I'm thinking, rather than, you know, the standard teen cold shoulder. (laughs) Yes, I'm like, I'm dreading that. I'm not even thinking about that right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, we have so much sass and attitude in a seven-year-old. I'm like, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. Going on 17. Oh, yes. But I mean, I think that you've just made so many good points. And I am so glad that you were able to share this because Time is a huge thing Mm -hmm. that as you're, you know, as an adult learning how to handle your time. And then, like you said, getting in those different roles as women and now all these questions and then having honestly, like for me, when I had my daughter, it was we um, we got married we got pregnant and we bought a house all in the same year. And so it was just like, bing, bang, boom. It was like, now you're an adult. You're really an adult. And so all those choices, you know, and you're making decisions for someone else too. And so just that having your voice and teaching your kids, it's okay to stand up for yourself. It's okay Mm -hmm. to take that time. You need to take that time to reset and recharge and not being so busy and not feeling like you have to prove yourself. And it's just, I love it. I love all the tips. I'm so so glad. I'm actually going to start like trying it with my daughter as well. You know, tell me why you want to do this. Yeah, because they want their voice to be heard. Mm -hmm. It's like to talk. Yes. So now you're just kind of directing the conversation Mm -hmm. so that they are learning some skills at the same time of how to think on their own. Right. Um, And it gives you peace of mind as a parent to know Mm -hmm. that they, when they're faced with a really tough decision, they'll have those skills, especially as they get older. Right. You don't have to Mm -hmm. worry. Like, are they going to make these decisions because they're just going with the crowd? Yeah. Or are they actually going to think about like, what is the better choice for me right now? Right. Which is something that's huge. I think that's everything that we worry about is like when they get out on their own, are they going to make those choices? And is it, you just pray that you have done, you know, God protect them and just, you know, help me to raise them the way that they should be raised and just to be able to think. I mean, that is the biggest thing I think. And like you said, not going with the crowd because I mean, you see everybody's busy nowadays and I feel like that's just a trend. And if you're not busy, you're looked at as like, yeah, so you're you lazy. Yeah, and you're your kids lazy. Oh, it's not going to be socialized. Your kid's yeah. not going to know how to do anything. And I'm like, okay, well, we're just kind of like working on over here. Like not, you know, I mean, the big thing now is we're trying to work on problem solving. If you have oh, a fight yeah. with your brother, 
I'm like, I know they can problem solve that, but if they're so tired because they're doing all these extra stuff, they're not going to care. They're just going to like, they don't care. They're going to be like, forget it. You know, I'm not not problem solving anything. So no, I think it's great though. The problem solving is important because that also plays into your time. Mm -hmm. Can you problem solve when you have 10 million invites to all these things? And I think my one of my biggest tips for, for women in particular is to be able to say no with grace. Yes. Learn yes. the skill of saying no with grace. And that mm-hmm. includes not having to explain yourself. Yes, that's women, a hard one. That's hard, but oh, women so love hard. to do that. I am one of them. Be like, oh, well, I can't come because. Yes. You want like, a justifiable yeah. reason, but it's like, your no is enough because yes. if you said yes, nobody would ask you, well, how come? Yes. Right? That is so true. That if is you say true. yes and nobody's like, well, how come you're saying yes? Then uh, why should I explain that I'm saying no? Oh my gosh. That is, it's me. I have such a hard time. I'm learning to be better. Oh, I was, definitely learning to be better. A, I was, I was a struggle with this. Okay. <laughs> like total struggles McGee over here. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really know how to say it, but I, there came a point where I remember it was like for a birthday and I was like, to be honest, I don't really want to go. Right. And I remember saying no. And the question instantly was like, oh, well, how come you can't make it? Like, are, uh, you, are you busy? Do you have something else? And I was like, I just no, don't want I'm to. Just, yeah, I'm just like, I'm grateful for the invite. Don't mm-hmm. be, don't like get that wrong, but I just won't be there. And I hope you enjoy the time. Like, right. is, is it really make or break if I'm there? Mm-hmm. The honest truth is no, you're still going to enjoy your birthday with the other 10 million friends that are here. So <laughs> right. it's not that big of a deal. Like, and if this was really that meaningful to you, then let's meet up one-on-one. Right. Let's right. go for coffee. Let's go for dinner. Like, but I felt in that moment that it was important to be honest rather than mm-hmm. to do like, okay. And then be resentful. Cause right. it's like, what's the point of that either? Then like, don't go at all. So right. It's saying no with grace is a practice Mm -hmm. skill, but once you get it, your time will be in Mm -hmm. better use and you will feel more in control of your schedule rather than having all these things outside of you decide what you're going to be doing with your time. And And I think that's the biggest thing is like we, after I had my third child, Mm -hmm. I started to say I, with each kid, I feel like I got better and I got stronger, but it took me, so I'm 38. It Mm -hmm. took me to be 38, Mm -hmm. three kids and going through a life moment Mm -hmm. to be like, no, this is not what I want to do right now. And mentally I cannot handle going here right now. And I know that. And there was um, some kickback with a, like, you know, why, you know, everybody wants to see you and all this. And it's like, because I know right now that if I go do this, I am not going to be happy about it because Mm -hmm. I don't want to go. I feel like I need my own time, my own space to just reset and recharge. And I don't want to feel like I'm pressured into going. And so my no, I'm pretty sure how I said it was, I will catch up with you later. I want to see you. I want to spend time with you. But I just am not feeling up to it at this moment in time because I was like, and then after I said it, I, I did feel empowered because I'm like, I just took control. I knew I wasn't okay to go and be in that space, but I also felt a little bit in the moment. I was like, no, I feel guilty. Am I being rude? Because we don't, you know, I didn't see this person all the time. And I was like, no, my mental health at this moment in time is that I need to take that time for myself. And 
I think as moms too, you have to understand that your time is so limited where you get that one-on-one time for yourself Mm -hmm. that you should not feel guilty about saying, I don't want to fill my time with other people. I just need to be alone. Like you need to go for a walk. You need to go do something. That's a huge thing too, because that's another thing, the feeling of loneliness, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I just, I should just, I should do things with other people. But sometimes it's like, why can't you be with yourself? (laughs) Working on that over here. And that's, that's, and that's something I think universally, like Mm -hmm. everybody at some point has to come. I've always been okay with being by myself, Mm -hmm. but there, of course, there are times when you're like, I'd love to be with people. Right. If you feel that like, I need that in order Mm -hmm. to enjoy my time, then it's like, then that is probably what you should work on, right? Right. Being okay with just being alone and and having, finding fun in things Mm -hmm. you like to do. Maybe like getting reacquainted with hobbies that you love that you don't do anymore. Like it's really important to have that balance of both Mm -hmm. and good for you for saying no, because your mental health is more important. The reality is in five years, does this really matter? No. No. Like who cares? Like you're not going to be talking about this in five years. And if you are, then obviously this relationship needs to be relooked at. Right. Because if this is what you're harping on, especially after me telling you Mm -hmm. that I I'm not going to be here because I need this for myself and my own health, and you're harping on this, then maybe then this relationship needs to be reassessed. Yeah. And I think that's hard for a lot of women. Like like I said, for myself, I was like. I'm getting used to the fact that I think a lot of people say, because you are a mom, that you mm. need to go do stuff with your girlfriends. Oh, you yeah. need to go hang out with your girlfriends. You need to, which I agree. There are friends that I want to see and you want to hang out. But I also think that it is taking the time. If you have that time, maybe mm. not taking it with a bunch of people, maybe taking it to be with yourself so that you okay. can come back and, you know, feel like you've can just kind of let your mind wander. You don't always have to be talking. I don't, I'm like an introvert extrovert. So for mm. me, I'm like, it depends on kind of the day. Absolutely. If you're going to get energy coming from a bunch of people or if mm. you're just going to feel drained. But yes. yeah, as women, that I think that's so hard to be able to say no and yeah. just not feel like you have to explain yourself to them Absolutely. and say it with grace. And my no is a no. Yeah. And I noticed this is really interesting too, because this entire concept of saying no with grace does not exist for men. No, that's very funny. They can just say no and they're like, their friends like, okay, cool. Yeah. No is a no. You know, but for women, it's this idea of like, you got to be the good girl. Yes. If you don't say yes, then you're being rude and that's not what a good girl does. Yes. And so it's really interesting because you can obviously be a good girl and say no. Right. And if you, and then the, the flip side of that is if you don't say no and something happens, they go, well, why didn't you say no? <laughs> because right. I felt like I could yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's a double-edged sword that right. I think we play into a lot as yeah. women. And this is where your time comes in again. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this, but I feel like I have to, so yeah. I'm going to do it and I'm going to be resentful, but I'm here anyways (laughs) like I'm here I showed up exactly and if you are somebody who like you said is an introvert extrovert I heard a really great analogy of introverts by Simon Sinek one time he said introverts are people who have the day and they have a certain amount of coins and when Mm -hmm. they go throughout the day they hand out their coins and when they're done they're done 
Yes. Extroverts right. are they are empty handed at the beginning of the day and they're going up collecting coins. And they're trying to collect as I many coins that. as they can. <laughs> I love and, that because yeah. that is so accurate. But I was like, it's very accurate. Very right? accurate. Depending on your mood for the day, that should mm -hmm. also determine your time. Because right. if you do want to fill your time, I'm sure you can find something to do yes. that, that is better for your mood at the moment, whether that's alone right. or with somebody else. And you just go with that. And that's, again, listening to your body and listening yeah. to how you feel rather than letting the outside world dictate your time and yes. what you're doing with it again. Yeah. So I, you're, oh, on a good path. you're doing all the things and <laughs> it's a practice. It's it is. Practice. It is a practice. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. I am so glad that you came on. I feel like it's just much needed to have you just reiterate, you know, what you're seeing and just how to help all of us moms just, you know, feel like we can, we can take control of that time Absolutely. and we can say no. And so is there one thing that you would tell moms as we're kind of wrapping up? Yeah. What's the one thing that you would tell them? Maybe you've already said it or you're just thinking something right now. What's the one thing that you would give them for advice on just trying to manage that time and not feeling guilty? What is the best thing they can do? Because if they're like, oh, my gosh, there's just so many things and I can't change it all at once. And I don't, you know, for it's sure. going to just uproot my whole family schedule. Like, mm -hmm. what is the advice that you would give them? Yeah, I loved Jerry Seinfeld's quote of your time is yours to design. Oh, yeah. I remember I heard that when I was like a teenager and it always stuck with me. Mm -hmm. As a mom, you have many things on your plate, many things that you cannot necessarily push aside or say right. I'm not going to do. But if you find that those things are overcrowding mm -hmm. time for yourself in any capacity, whether that's mm -hmm. five, 10 minutes, whatever that is, then you need to ask where do I need help? Mm -hmm. And this is another thing, like we said, women in general always think they could do it all on their own. Yes. But know that you're worthy enough as a person, mm -hmm. not as a mom, but as a person to have support where you need it. Mm -hmm. And if that requires letting go of some things for a, for a moment, it doesn't have to be forever, right. then let go of those things and know that they can be put back because mm -hmm. there's nothing that you take off your plate that is going to be the end of the world for oh, I love this. <laughs> I think I needed to hear this just as much <laughs> as the moms need to hear this that are listening to this because it is something that I feel like is a big struggle. Mm. And so I I feel like I need to have you come back on and we're just going to chat about some other it. stuff. <laughs> this was so fun. And a I'm lot so, of them. so grateful and so blessed to have uh, the opportunity to be on your podcast. Moms, wow. Are so awesome. thankful. Moms help <laughs> the world go round. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important just to remember that your time as a person mm -hmm. is important because we right. have a lot of roles that we play as women, but as a person, fundamentally, right. you deserve downtime too. It's yeah. not, it shouldn't even be negotiable. That's mm -hmm. all. And then that in retrospect teaches your kids too. It's non-negotiable right. that when they want their time, that they as a human being get to have that. That's so right. Just know as moms, you guys are fantastic. Awesome. Thank and you. I'm, I'm really grateful that I could be here at all. So thank yeah, you. I'm so thankful that you could come on and we connected. So tell yeah. our listeners, how can they connect with you? If they want, yeah. if they're like, we need more. Yeah. How can they connect with you? Well, I'd love to connect. Um, I'm always looking to, you know, get to know people better. And so mm -hmm. please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Um, okay. at the adulthood edit or adulthood 
on that word always, <laughs> always, depending on who I'm talking to, they're like, what? right? The I'm accent. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but find me over there at the adulted edit on Instagram. Um, okay. That's where I'm at. And awesome. that's where I'm really building up my community. And I would love to hear from you and hear what's kind of feeling out of sync for you mm -hmm. in your life. And what are you feeling you don't connect or communicate well with in your life? What areas are really kind of stumping you so I can create content to serve and support you. Um, and yeah, just look out for things that have offers there too. And just say hi. Awesome. Yes. Be sure to check her out. She's amazing. Awesome. And I'm so glad. Thank you so much for coming on and always remember you are loved. You have a purpose and there's a reason why you're here. And if you like this, the dear mama, you're going to find your joy again. Like, 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 uh, subscribe and then share it. If you know a mama that needs some encouragement and really truly needs to hear this. So with that, we will see you next time.